0: If you have a group of people with different trainings coming to one place to solve a problem that's the best kind of problem solving you can do and if you hit a roadblock they are there to help you to guide you to hold your hand and say we got this and that sense of community is extremely important in my mind to solve the biggest problems that you have
1: that was menul mandal co-founder and ceo of ellipsis health Ellipsis believes that physical and mental health are equally important. Their mission is to connect the dots between the two and establish a new standard for care. We first spoke to May Newell back in Season 2 and decided it was time to catch up. In this episode, we talk about creating a sense of belonging, taking care of yourself by serving others, and letting go of people who are unkind. I'm Maureen Taylor, and this is Think Like a Founder. It's so great to have you back with us. And, you know, when we talk about the founder's journey and working as somebody that's dedicated to purpose, lots of times we work with people earlier in their career and in their journey. And it is so cool to be able to catch up with you because it's been a period of time since we last talked. What has happened as far as success and challenges since we last talked?
0: For us, I think healthcare is sacred. And I think whenever anyone works on healthcare, we have to think through an ethical framework. Does it actually help you measure health outcomes? Does it actually improve society? How does it think about human rights, justice, and fairness? So I think the evolution of ellipsis health from scientific discoveries to product within an ethical framework is sort of the the effort we made intentionally and we're at a place where we're working with sort of the largest names in healthcare to actually see the impact, measure the impact, and make sure it was equitable, fair, and right.
1: It must be fulfilling and normal to have this idea coming true.
0: I think so. I think we're so much in the trenches that that we don't think about our small wins we have. We are focused on sort of our you know sort of audacious goals we, we set ourselves to do back in 2017. It feels good that the principles we laid out back then, uh, which is around you know very being very rigorous around sort of the discovery you know publishing what we have and then taking to the clients to deploy to see impact. So it feels good that we have done a good job in making that happen. So fast forward since we last spoke, you know, seeing this sort of being used in real-world applications where it's helping primary care physicians, case managers, and patients and the members. is an amazing sort of fulfilling thought for us.
1: Have any of your principles as far as your sense of purpose or your connection to wanting to see this come through, have you been challenged along the way since we last talked where Either you're exhausted, or it's such a battle, or you're weary, or anything that's made you think, huh, this was insane?
0: For us, I think that, I think labeling it as sane versus insane gives a mental block. Um, And so we're excited to, to say, hey, have you had sort of rough patches where a problem was hard to solve? Absolutely. But we have this amazing team of scientists and clinicians and sort of the ethical framework around that. And the world has evolved as we all know but we have the brightest of minds in this space in this company to solve that so we take every day as as day one and and we solve the problem we set ourselves to do i think that again goes back to the day one mentality right every day is as if you are you have a bigger problem to solve as ellipsis health has evolved our problems have become bigger but initially it was science and clinical validation now it's about how is it part of the workflow? How is it helping folks? How is it helping the humanity, right? So, so I think that the the vision is much larger than it used to be. The vision has evolved. So for us, every day that goes by, it's, it goes back to day one.
1: One of the elements of founders is that often when they're leaders, they're student leaders. So they listen to people and they're always learning. What are some of the things that... In the last few months, you've learned about your leadership or you've learned about the growth that you need and continuously make as your mission gets closer and closer to being true.
0: I think that to learn how to celebrate small wins is very, very important. And I think that for us, or at least for me specifically, learning to appreciate that, slow down, enjoy the moment, share the moment with your team members, your folks you've been working with, let them all appreciate and enjoy that. A little bit of the pause is so key. I think most founders are not enjoying that at all. So we keep moving. And I think that it builds a better team. And as you know, the team you, you sort of recruit, that's the company it becomes. So it's really important that we founders do that more often.
1: That's such a good point too. And it's not not wanting to celebrate wins, whether they're big or small it's the time it takes to do it. So knowing you're doing something well is enough to keep you going. And really what we pay most of our attention is on the things that are going wrong and how to improve, right? But you're so right when you're dealing with people and you're building a culture because that's relentless. So there's something about resilience and grit in founders that you're relentless in pursuit of making something happen. And as you build a team and a culture, they do need that. It's just another way of fueling the engine that's making it come true.
0: Absolutely. I think as a job of a CEO is is to be at the place that's the roughest patch for the company. That's the job of a CEO, but that's not the job for everyone. So I, I think that bringing out everyone along at the same time to enjoy the wins, have the perseverance to go through rough patches, but Sharing that win, the learning, and the celebration with the team is extremely key.
1: The workplace is changing. How people look at work, COVID had something to do with it. Also generations, each generation comes along and influences work and how we work in different ways. And there's such emphasis on balance and on people being mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually healthy in the workplace, to have the attitude as an employer for the people that work for you. What is your opinion on mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health, and the investment that a company makes into their people for that? Because healthy people are also more productive.
0: I think part of being healthy is having a mission in life. Part of being healthy is sort of taking care of yourself, both on the physical health and mental health, and it's all health. What has been difficult, especially through COVID and the remote work, is people feeling a sense of belonging, physical belonging together. I think being in the same room, whether you go for a walk or run, sharing ideas, sharing what's happening in a personal life is extremely important. So I think for going back to sort of the mission and sort of the connection of physical and spiritual are all key. They're all tied together. It becomes much harder to do that through a virtual presence. So we are going to go back to sort of having a hybrid of virtual and person. We have been pretty much virtual for the last few years. And in some ways, people are craving that. People want to bring their kids People want to bring their spouses, people want to bring their partners, and all of that create a sense of belonging to the mission, sense of being belonging that we're all healthy together, and if we are not healthy, to share that and see how we can all help each other. So that's what we're striving for now. We have all hands. We have town halls. We meet fairly regularly in person, but I think the culture of being vulnerable, also having the psychological safety, are key to have a very productive and happy workforce.
1: I agree. It's a combination of the two.
0: It's a conundrum, but I think it can be made easier by set expectations. It goes back to communication. We as a company have no problem wherever you go, as long as both sides have set expectations and are transparent about our demands for each other. I don't think that everyone needs to be in one room at the same time. I think that's probably very unhealthy. So I think that we have to understand for us, for example, we are trying to solve a massive problem. For us, that means that people need to be able to get away from their work, to come back to work energized, and feeling very safe that they can do that without being judged. So I think that transparency, I think is the values, I think that's a combination of, of hybrid. And as long as those three elements are there, everyone is on board with that. So for us, that's how we think about building our team.
1: Are you making your preference somebody geographically close to you or does it still not matter
0: depends on the how deep the relationship is i think if i were to hire a chief of staff or coo given those roles both roles work so closely with the ceo and the founder my personal preference would be close to where i am or i am close to where they are really depends on the role because i think that the physical proximity matters in those roles because at times you probably just want to go for a run with them or go for a walk you know, it's like relationship hygiene as well, right? So I think it's much easier to have that relationship hygiene to share something in person or over coffee or over drinks, especially for the COO and chief of staff roles.
1: How many people do you have now? Close to 50. 50. Okay. It's not going to happen yet, but it's getting close. The one thing with big companies when they become too big, and it starts at about 110 employees up to 80,000, is that engineers know that they're the only important people in the world product loves the fact that they're the hub of everything finance certainly knows nobody's more important than they are and eric's man had a great thing he said this is the team you belong to when we come together we'll argue you'll be listened to we'll listen to each other and then when we make a decision and we're not all going to agree on everything but when we do make a decision when you go out of this room you back that decision. So always remember, this is the team.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, for us, you know, we've been very heavily in the initial years focused on engineering and the scientists and clinicians, all different backgrounds, all with different viewpoints, and they are the best in the fields. And I can see what you just mentioned about XMIT's principle that came to play in our small little company. So the fact that it's a reminder as a team building around that philosophy is critical.
1: Looking forward, as you grow, there are more people that are excited about helping you with the mission, but they're not founder mentality. It's a different way of thinking about work. How does that sit in your
0: head? It's a combination. For Ellipsis, we had this vision of creating the vocal biomarker space, and that meant good citizenship with your partners and clients and your team, and that had you know, a bit of warrior that we are going to go get it done. Now, we have gotten that done, and everyone is on board with the validation and, and the outcomes we've shown. Right now, the balance has gone from besides the validation to commercial growth, and that entails that we bring in new kind of folks to the team and our partners to make that happen. And it becomes that combination of citizenship and having this sort of warrior mentality. So it's it's different phases and different phases dictate a little bit of that push and pull. So we're going to that phase right now where we're having warriors who are partners and say, all right, let's go do this and let's make this happen.
1: What keeps you up
0: at night? I want to see it through. And are you taking care of yourself? I don't know what that means. Really, I don't. I have family of friends, I've got great investors, we've got clients and partners. I think for me, myself is everything that I just shared. So if I'm making our clients and partners and scientists and clinicians happy, that's that's me being happy. And same with my family and my friends. So so I think that's how I take care of myself, thinking about folks I serve. And if I'm serving them well, for me that's a boost that all hey, right, I'm doing it okay.
1: I empathize, resilience and grit—that which makes most of us, especially founder thinkers, just keep going. Resilience and grit can also kill you too, so there is a balance.
0: We are here for a reason, and we're going to make things happen no matter what. Countless times, so it's not a—it's not simply really like part of thinking process. You will just get it done. That
1: you have this sense of purpose.
0: Absolutely, I mm-hmm. think. If you don't have that purpose in life, what do you have? And purpose could be, hey, I want to be the best lawnmower. Or purpose could be, I could be the best tennis player, right? But that sense of purpose, no matter what it is, is extremely, extremely, extremely important.
1: That feeling that there's a contribution.
0: If you have a group of people with different trainings coming to one place to solve a problem, that's the best kind of problem solving you can do. And if you hit a roadblock, they are there to help you, to guide you, to hold your hand and say, we got this. And that sense of community is extremely important in my mind to solve the biggest problems that you have.
1: There's this kid sitting out there, this human being, because you're further down the road. What advice do you give?
0: Be yourself. Follow the path that you want to follow. If others say don't follow that path, that's their problem, not yours. There's enough love in the world, so you're loved. So don't feel that you're by yourself. I think that Anyone who's mean or unkind, they don't deserve to be around you. So let that go and move on.
1: That was Maynul Mandal, co-founder and CEO of Ellipsis Health. Ellipsis uses advanced model architecture to analyze speech and provide a clinically validated vital sign for mental health. You can learn more at ellipsishealth.com. I'm Maureen Taylor. Thanks for listening. Series producer is Mike Sullivan. Sound design by Mark Ream. Content and scripting by Jacelyn Drown and Catherine Hardy. Production coordinator is Natasha Thomas. Thanks also to Selena Persiani-Shell, John Hughes, and Ren
0: Barra.